Episode 18 Jackie laughed. She pictured a mall in Bakersfield the day after Thanksgiving. Heaps of fake cotton snow, carols blaring, children packed in a train whose route was so short it was not even worth getting on, and exhausted Santa waiting at the end. What a terrible name, she thought, for such a nice-looking place. Actually, it's Christmastown One, the first of what we hope will be many, Harry smiled. The lines in his cheeks framed his strong white teeth. It's a planned community, Jackie said, recalling a documentary she had seen on TV about a place in Arizona. All of its citizens wore matching visors with the name of the town on it. Sun something. Yes, but in a much larger sense. Folks always say they want their neighbors to be the best sort of people. And by best, they really mean morally good. With Christmastown, we have found a way to guarantee that. And Jackie had thought she was naive. Harry, she said, there's no way to tell for certain who's good. "'Not unless you're the Lord himself. "'Although,' she added, "'you can get a general idea "'if you know a person has accepted Jesus as their Savior. "'And how do you know they're not faking that?' Harry asked. "'Jackie shifted Molly to her other hip "'and adjusted her sundress. "'That's my point, Harry. "'Only the Lord knows for sure who's righteous. "'That's why we put our faith in him. "'We can't know others' hearts as God does. "'In fact, I don't even know if I—' "'Jackie trailed off, "'wishing she hadn't gone down this path.' but Harry's calm eyes and the way he clasped his supple fingers as he listened to her made her want to be completely honest. She tapped her sternum, the top of which was exposed by the V of her sundress. The skin was warm against her fingers. Despite what I think and hope and pray for every day, I myself may not be good in God's eyes. She hugged Molly a little tighter. There, she had said it. She had never said it aloud before. Molly cooed at Carl. How wonderful, Jackie thought, to have everything you needed right in your own tiny hands. That must be hard for you. Harry laid a hand on her shoulder, which would have been bare save for the white sweater. That's faith, Jackie said. Her voice grew thick. My husband, she said, he's a good person. So is Katie, despite her looks and the things she says. And yet they're going to be punished, and I'm not. Or maybe I am. I've been doing lots of things that seem wrong lately. Or maybe I'll go to heaven, but I'll be sad because my family won't be with me. Or else I'll forget them when I get there, and I don't want to do that either. Harry handed her a sage-colored handkerchief, which matched his shirt. Jackie cried into it for some minutes. Sometimes I think, she said after her breathing steadied, that I'd like to stay with them, even if it means eternal suffering. And other times, well, I wish I'd never heard the name Jesus. Now she'd done it. She'd backslid big time, and she'd ruined Harry's handkerchief with her mascara. Harry's hand lingered on her shoulder. As she dabbed her eyes, Harry picked up a remote control and pushed a button. The lights dimmed. A screen hummed down to cover the wall in front of them. He aimed the remote to his right, and a projector hanging near the ceiling like a spaceship flickered to life. Carl's cartoon visage filled the screen. The face of Carl's Mart is, and always will be, Carl, said Harry, standing to formally begin his pitch. However, because he's not with us in the flesh, he paused, and Jackie pressed her palm to her chest in sympathy. He has certain limitations as a spokesperson. That's why, for nearly a year now, I have been searching for a very special child to represent Karlsmart's groundbreaking new initiative. With a whooshing sound, Molly's photograph appeared on the screen. She beamed toothlessly, angling the Carl doll toward her mouth. Where did you get that picture? Jackie asked. It had obviously been taken just a few minutes ago. Jackie's yellow dress was a haze in the background. In lieu of an answer, three stars appeared over Molly's photo and burst like fireworks into the words Christmas, Every, and Day. 
Christmas Every Day is a retail experience that will transform not only shopping itself, but America, and eventually the whole world, said Harry. I have brought you here today, Jackie, to ask you to consider letting Molly be the face, the official spirit of CED. You see, for many people, consumer culture has become a source of anguish, Harry said, clasping his hands behind his back as his expression grew sorrowful again. They say they love to shop, yet the more they buy, the more they feel that something is terribly wrong. A gulf seems to open at their feet, and they toss purchase after purchase into it to keep it at bay. Ultimately, many fall in from either insolvency or sheer misery. Obviously, this is not a sustainable model for retail. It's awful, Jackie agreed. Nor does it bring out the best in humanity, Harry said. You yourself just said you want to be good more than anything, and you have not yet found a successful means to prove that to yourself. Jackie blushed. Her faith had just been disparaged, and yet she did not feel insulted. Quite the opposite, actually. Molly's picture dissolved into fairy dust, accompanied by jingling bells. The next image was a blank screen in Karlsmart blue. Phrases in puffy white Karlsmart lettering began filling the space. Each shopper creates Christmas list. Includes friends, family, co-workers, organizations, etc. Each shopper buys one gift from Karlsmart for everyone on list every day. Bulk advance buys okay. Bigger Christmas list equals bigger discounts. CED members will never agonize over their moral standing, Harry said, because they will be able to measure it precisely and increase it when necessary through their purchases. However, these are not purchases in the ordinary sense. Through CED, each item people buy from Carlsmart becomes invested with humanity's true purpose, which is giving to others. That's why we call CED members givers. Now, here comes the big payoff. The blue and white screen exploded and was replaced by new words materializing in rapid succession. Top 5,000 givers and immediate families are invited to live in Christmastown. This, Harry explained, was how Christmastown citizens, a.k.a. the winners, would know that they and their whole community were the best people possible. Their values of generosity, kindness, and self-sacrifice had passed the most stringent test of all, competition through the free market. If this year's program succeeded, Carlsmart would build Christmas towns across the country and run a new competition every year. America itself will become a better place to live, Harry said, as CED promotes giving throughout the land. It was important to understand that CED did not simply reward the people who were able to spend the most money. Otherwise, the rich would be the only winners. To join CED, Harry explained, people had to sign up for the CED credit card, which they would use for all Carlsmart purchases. To qualify, they filled out a form reporting their yearly earnings. Each giver's purchases were then tracked through the card, and an algorithm measured the total volume and cost of purchases against income. A true democracy, CED thus gave all strata of society an equal chance to reach Christmastown. Naturally, Harry assured Jackie, the algorithm will not apply to you and yours. Along with very handsome compensation, Molly and her immediate family are guaranteed a spot in Christmastown. Which brings me to my next point. Jackie, this is your house. Jackie's house, Molly's, the Majeskis, whoever's, appeared on screen to the sound of birdsong. Grasping the skirt of her sundress, Jackie stood and carried Molly over for a closer look. Harry's carpet, white and soft as thistledown, tickled her bare feet. The house was a tasteful pale pink with a variety of mature trees in the front yard and a walkway to the door lined with rose bushes. The myriad windows framed by black shutters gave the impression that the house had eyes and was searching for the right family to fill it. Inside, Harry clicked through the slides, Jackie saw a winding marble staircase, a spa, a walk-in steam shower with real ferns growing on the walls. Eight bedrooms, 
A much bigger family than Jackie's could live there, she thought, and never even lay eyes on one another. It's nice, Jackie said. It's the home I would choose for my own family if I still had one. Harry, standing beside her, let his sleeve brush Jackie's. She sighed and dug her toes into Harry's carpet. She felt happier already, just imagining the house with Kyle and Katie and Molly all secure inside, and Harry next door. Where is Christmas Town anyway? she asked. Mojave Desert. Jackie laughed. But no one's going to want to live there. It's too hot. Christmas Town would not work. Truly, Jackie was relieved to let go of the whole ridiculous idea before it got too comfortable in her mind. It was too much to ask of Molly. She was just a baby, for heaven's sake, not the Christmas spirit. Jackie would thank Harry for his time, shake his hand, holding it for a second or two longer than necessary, and say goodbye. Tomorrow she would apologize to Melvin and go back to work at Carl's Mart, if he would have her. From now on, her work, her family, and her faith would be enough. Lightly touching the small of her back, Harry guided Jackie to the table. Reclaiming his cushion, he placed his fingertips on the dome over his model city. His touch sent faint ripples through the substance. This dome is Carl's legacy, he said. His death defined the limits of the material then known as cemetarium. Since then, my technologists have re-engineered it to function as the most advanced climate control system known to man. Through billions of tiny computer chips embedded in it, Mirabilium screens out all but the most salubrious particles of air and light. No harmful UV rays, no pollutants, no excessive heat or cold can penetrate it, nor can wind, sandstorms, or rain. It keeps out all insects, though the more appealing ones, such as butterflies, will be brought inside manually. Yet the people living under the dome will completely forget it's there. They will see nothing but the beautiful desert sky, or a facsimile thereof, depending on the weather outside. But, Jackie whispered, Cemetarium burned. Mirabilium does not burn. Watch. Harry removed a pack of matches from his pocket and lighted one. He held it against the dome until the flame burned his fingers and he had to shake it out. Feel, he said. Jackie felt. The spot touched by the flame was not even warm. She ransacked her mind for the objections she'd had only a few minutes earlier. Katie would have them, for certain, carrying on about the man and selling souls. Pastor Mike would call it a Catholic scheme, people trying to buy their way into heaven. But all Jackie could think was that Harry and his dead son had transformed the mundane burden of shopping into grace. An image appeared in her mind's eye, Christmas Town as a diamond in the jaws of a crocodile. Though small, it was hard and beautiful, and it held the jaws open so they wouldn't snap shut on the world.